Well, with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. September 24th, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. I, Paul, am a prisoner of Christ Jesus because of my preaching to you Gentiles. As you already know, God has given me this special ministry of announcing His favor to you Gentiles. As I briefly mentioned earlier in this letter, God Himself revealed His secret plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand what I know about this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now He has revealed it by the Holy Spirit to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is the secret plan. The Gentiles have an equal share with the Jews in all the riches inherited by God's children. Both groups have believed the good news, and both are part of the same body and enjoy together the promise of blessings through Christ Jesus. By God's special favor and mighty power, I have been given the wonderful privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. Just think, though I did nothing to deserve it, and though I am the least deserving Christian there is, I was chosen for this special joy of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this plan that God, the Creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose was to show His wisdom in all its rich variety to all the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. They will see this when Jews and Gentiles are joined together in His church. This was His plan from all eternity. And it has now been carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can now come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of His glad welcome. So please don't despair because of what they are doing to me here. It is for you that I am suffering, so you should feel honored and encouraged. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will give you mighty inner strength through His Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love really is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great, you will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now glory be to God. By His mighty power at work within us, He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. May He be given glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever through endless ages. Amen. This week's Bible meditation is on Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, 
pleasing and perfect will. Jeremiah chapter 2. I remember the devotion of your youth. How as a bride you loved me. You followed me through the desert, through a land not sown. Remember, this is God speaking. And sometimes we think of God as like this machine up there, this, you know, with no feeling. He just judges, he just controls everything. You guys, listen to the words he uses. God is speaking to this nation and he says, I remember how devoted you were to me. But then he says in in verse 5, What fault did your fathers find in me that they strayed so far from me? Doesn't that sound like so many of our lives? Where we were so connected with God, God made things so wonderful, and then we run away towards something else. Something else entices us, and God's left there going, What did I do? My people have committed two sins. They've forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they've dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. The people committed two sins. One was they chose their sin. But I think what really broke the heart of God was that they chose their sin over Him. God's going, wait a second. So you left me, the spring of living water, to go do your own thing because you thought maybe you could dig a hole big enough and then fill it up with water so this would be a better supply? He goes, and it's a broken cistern. It doesn't even hold water. That's what temptation is. Things that draw us away from Him, things that we choose over a love relationship. And it's not that you don't love God. You love God, right? I mean, you love God in your heart, but every once in a while there's this reality of there's this real pull from inside of you towards something that God prohibits. And you're feeling it so bad. And you're going, what is wrong with me? I know I love God. Why do I feel this way? We're going, God, I don't want to go there. And we know it's not going to fulfill. We know we can't be happy outside of God. But everything in us is pulling us that way. What do we do? Here's what we do. The Bible says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He says, set your mind on things above, not earthly things. It's the idea of a person being so focused on this love relationship, you're not even noticing anything else. You don't know what else is going on in the room. You're just so focused on Jesus, so in love and so thinking about eternal things. That's the idea. We have to run toward Jesus, the author and perfecter. We have to fix our eyes on him so that all these things are dangling in front of our face, but we don't even notice it. There's one reason why you should walk away from whatever temptation you're facing right now. There's just one reason. God is better. He is. He's so much better. It's not even a comparison. God is better. Psalm 68, verses 1 through 18. 
Now, this victory psalm celebrated how God blew the enemy away like smoke and melted them like wax. It pictures three triumphal processions. The victorious nation. Great victories were nothing new to Israel, for God had been with them from the beginning. Have you reviewed lately all that God has done for you? In his chapter-by-chapter Bible commentary, Warren Wearsby talks about the victorious Savior. Paul quoted verse 18 in Ephesians 4.8 and applied it to the ascension of Jesus Christ. Believers today are part of a spiritual army marching in a triumphal procession and claiming their inheritance. They are seated with Christ in the heavenlies, using their spiritual gifts to serve Him on earth. What a victory! And we'll also read about the victorious singers. The happy procession reached the sanctuary where they lifted their praises to God and asked for His continued strength as new enemies attacked. Psalm 68, verses 1-18 through For the choir director, a psalm of David, a song. Arise, O God, and scatter your enemies. Let those who hate God run for their lives. Drive them off like smoke blown by the wind. Melt them like wax in fire. Let the wicked perish in the presence of God. But let the godly rejoice. Let them be glad in God's presence. Let them be filled with joy. Sing praises to God and to His name. Sing loud praises to Him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in His presence. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God, whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. But for rebels, there is only famine and distress. O God, when You led Your people from Egypt, when You marched through the wilderness, the earth trembled, and the heavens poured rain before you, the God of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. You sent abundant rain, O God, to refresh the weary promised land. There your people finally settled, and with a bountiful harvest, O God, you provided for your needy people. The Lord announces victory, and throngs of women shout the happy news. Enemy kings and their armies flee, while the women of Israel divide the plunder. Though they lived among the sheepfolds, now they are covered with silver and gold, as a dove is covered by its wings. The Almighty scattered the enemy kings, like a blowing snowstorm on Mount Zalmon. The majestic mountains of Bashan stretch high into the sky. Why do you look with envy, O rugged mountains, at Mount Zion? where God has chosen to live, where the Lord Himself will live forever? Surrounded by unnumbered thousands of chariots, the Lord came from Mount Sinai into His sanctuary. When you ascended to the heights, you led a crowd of captives. You received gifts from the people, even from those who rebelled against you. Now the Lord God will live among us here. Proverbs 24, verses 1 and 2. Don't envy evil people. Don't desire their company. For they spend their days plotting violence, and their words are always stirring up trouble.